You're listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast, where we translate left brain business jargon and strategies for right brain creatives like you. Our mission is to help you transform from starving artist to thriving creative and create a business and career you love without the overwhelming confusion. Hey, I'm Jen, the creative business strategist behind the Creative Entrepreneurs Lab, and I am honored to be your guide through this sometimes crazy creative business maze. You can be a thriving creative entrepreneur, and this podcast is here to help you along the way. Today, I'm talking with Amber, a fantastic photographer from Arizona. She knows who her ideal client is, but has been having trouble finding and connecting with them. Despite me being sick when we recorded this and having some audio hiccups, we're going to work through some ideas to help Amber grow her photography business so she can go full-time. Take it away, Amber. Hi, uh, I'm Amber. So I live in Arizona, born and raised um, out here in Phoenix, which is not very common. Most of the people that come here are from other states. <laughs> um, I've been, uh, right now I have a full-time job working in the finance industry where I've been for almost 10 years now. And I started my photography business about two and a half years ago now for shooting weddings. And I'm really looking to transition that to that being my full-time doing my photography business because that's really my passion. I met my husband when I was 15. So we're high school sweethearts. So when I'm not shooting weddings, we're often hiking, cuddling with our dogs, watching movies. So today we're going to be talking about ideal clients and stuff. So tell everybody what you're kind of looking to figure out today. Yes. So I've done, definitely done some work around my ideal clients. I feel like I could always do more work in that yeah, realm. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I have a pretty good idea of who my ideal clients are, but I just am having a hard time figuring out how to find them, how to market to them, how to get in front of them, you know, so that they can see what I'm doing and fall in love with it. <laughs> Tell me a bit about your ideal client then. Who are you most excited about working with? So I'm most excited about working with couples that are best friends. They love spending time together. They're usually a little bit outdoorsy, like to go hiking or camping, things of that nature. And then they're also usually pretty goofy with each other as well. So they love to laugh, love to make each other laugh. A lot of my ideal clients also have an affinity for Harry Potter or Disneyland. And they're usually in their mid-20s to early 30s. So they waited a little bit longer to get married. They didn't get married right away. Most of them do generally live together before they get married and have already started building that life together. Tell me a bit about what you're already doing to reach them just so I don't end up going over anything you might already be doing. <laughs> so right now, my at least biggest cost marketing effort would be I do a semi-annual bridal show every year. And so I've had my ups and downs with that. So like I'll have a really good show and then I'll have like a all right show as far as responses and stuff like that. So I have a booth at the bridal show and I have been just kind of every show trying to upgrade my booth just a little bit more, a little bit more. And then this year I'm thinking that I'm probably going to completely redo it and make it look more style it more like the weddings that I'm currently shooting. So more outdoorsy, um, boho, vintagey type feel to my booth. So hopefully that attracts more of those people in. 
And then after the show, I do uh, emails to everybody that stopped by my booth for about two months. And then I'll throw them on my just monthly email list. And then I do my Instagram. And so how I do my Instagram is I try and mix it with photos of my clients and then pieces of information about me. So pictures of me or, oh, this beautiful sunset from hiking or whatnot, just like great images all around, but mixes of my clients and pieces of me. And then I try to, as far as like growing my reach, what I'll do is when I post like the first picture of somebody, um, one of my clients, I'll tag them and then I'll go through and go and follow all of their followers. And so then whoever's interested in seeing more pictures of them and stuff like that will follow me back. So I've had good luck with that. But when I'm, you know, in this slow season of summer where nobody's getting married in Arizona, mm-hmm. I just kind of stagnate there. And so I try and make sure that I'm liking and commenting on people's posts. But when you're following hundreds of people, it's also. And then Facebook, I really, I don't I'm just using it to post basically like my blog posts, share my blog posts and stuff like that. I'm trying to blog twice a week. I've been a little, haven't been quite twice a week the past two months or so. It's been more like once a week, but I try to do tips, wedding tips, photo tips, stuff like that once a week. And then the other one be either a post about me or also started a date night series. That's just Hmm. full of date night ideas because one of my core values is that you should want to hang out with your spouse. (laughs) that you need to continue fostering that relationship after you get married. So I created that series to kind of drive that point home. I think that's it. Well, I guess also at the weddings that I shoot, I'll do um, as long as I can, which most of the time I can, I'll do a same day slideshow and I'll put, you know, my cards out there. And then I'm always just trying to make friends with, you know, the bridal party and stuff like that and really give a great client experience the whole time. So I do client gifts and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to do just like awesome client experience so that they're, they want to go tell all their friends, you have to get your photos done by Amber. (laughs) Okay. I had a few ideas that came up while you were talking about what you're doing so far before, just so I don't end up giving you stuff that you don't want. Do have you ever thought about doing post-wedding photos, like anniversaries and stuff like that? Or is that outside of what you want to do? No, I definitely thought about that. And so I was, yeah, I've thought about it. I haven't implemented it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to check because that would be something that would be a, a good way to get recurring business and oh. keep the word of mouth going. Because what I was thinking with that is if every time that you have a wedding, leave it on your calendar. I don't know if you use Google products, but if you do, you can have a separate calendar for anniversaries. So it doesn't show up on your regular calendar, but it'll send you an email when someone's anniversary is coming up. And then you can make sure you get like a card out to them or whatever. And you could include in there like happy anniversary. If you want to have an anniversary session, here's 10% off or something. So it's semi-automated. I mean, it's not quite, but that could be a good way to get recurring business. And another thing is you could see about partnering with ring shops and florists and places that if someone's getting engaged, they might go and you could offer coupons to their clients. And so that way, if someone's coming to get an engagement ring, it clearly is usually before they're getting engaged most of the time. So they're probably thinking about getting their photographer and everything lined up for that. 
So that could be a good place to get that before they're getting into that stage yet and just take one more thing off their plate. And especially because that's local, that way you're making sure that you're getting people that are actually in the area. Because that's the thing with marketing online. It's great, but then you end up having people in like Alaska. So yeah, one of the things for local businesses that I really like doing is partnering with other local businesses because it drives business around all the different circles and stuff. So if there are any wedding planners around that you've worked with, that you've enjoyed working with anyways, that you might want to offer bundles to their clients and stuff like that, that could be a good way to get more. And then are there hiking clubs or anything around there? Um, you know, I'm really not sure. I know there's like two specific websites that do um, hiking stuff. I do know, I just found out about a company called Keep It Wild and they do cleanups hmm. um, every couple months. So then all these people who love hiking will go out and like clean up the areas and stuff like that. So I just found out about that like super recently. Okay. Cause that might be another good place to be able to connect with people who are in your target market. People that love to hike, like to hang out. I love your date night ideas because that I think is a great way to target those people that like hanging out together and that are the ones that you actually want and hopefully won't be quite as crazy about stuff because it's <laughs> about them and not as much about the wedding. Right. I almost wonder if like it's a bit outside, but if you had like kind of a date night club where people could opt in just for local and you specifically focused on local areas that they mm-hmm. can do. And so that way you're keeping your local clients as opposed to just everybody on the internet. And then you wouldn't necessarily have to have a club, but just if you're specifically sending out stuff just to people in the Phoenix area that like they may not be in engaged yet, but then you can kind of build that rapport with them. Hey, we've all been there and coming back and forth with a client trying to get the answers you need from them to get started. It takes up so much of your time that can be spent making actual money. If you're tired of wasting time on endless emails, you need to give DevSato a try. Using their questionnaires and workflow tools, you can automate that process and get the information you need from your clients on time. To get your free trial with no time limit, go to the celab.com slash Dubsado and set up your questionnaires today. Have you thought at all about coordinating with parks, like the, the parks that you might hike at as well? Because I know sometimes people will, if they're going to get engaged and they're planning their engagement, they might rent out a shelter or something to have their engagement party at. Uh And I know not everybody's going to do that, but if they really like the outdoors, that might be another good place to be able to coordinate with and get the advanced Uh leads. So let's see. So outdoors, like to hang out together. What other aspects? They like Harry Potter Disneyland. Right. That's good. (laughs) I'm trying to think how to coordinate that with local stuff. Do you know if there are any interest clubs and stuff around there? Because I know that in some cities they'll do little meetups or Harry Potter trivia nights. Because I I recently found out that even in Ohio, apparently they do Harry Potter trivia nights. So... have not ever looked into that, but I mean, Phoenix is like one of the large metro areas, mm-hmm. so there's got to be there's, some sort of, yeah. if I just put my Google powers to work, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I could find something. That's a great idea, and it's something that I would love to just exactly. do. <laughs> so it's not like it's really necessarily marketing, it's just establishing relationships, and then even if the people there aren't necessarily getting married soon, they might know someone else who is. And exactly. That could be another good place to kind of just pass the business cards and get to know people and stuff and have fun while you're doing it. So once they are on your email list, what kind of fun, like I know you said you email them 
every couple of weeks and stuff at the beginning. What kind of funnel do you have on there at the moment? So, um, so if they stop by my show at the bridal booth, generally what I'm doing is sending out an email saying like, oh, hey, it was great to meet you. If you want to meet up for coffee, blah, 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 click here, and then they can set up a meeting with me. And then after that, I will do another two or three emails just kind of following up on that. And then as far as my newsletter goes, really what I'm using my newsletter for is just sending out tips, like here's some three tips for your getting ready morning or things like that. If I do have their wedding date, then sometimes I'll send out things like, oh, here's five tips for your fall wedding to kind of get it more down to that. And then more recently, I did just start running a special where I'm offering either a free wedding album or a free upgraded engagement session where we could travel to somewhere outside of the city like Sedona, uh, Flagstaff, things like that. So I did start offering that. So I sent that out to the email list and I'll probably do it one more time. Then I put on my Instagram, my Facebook, my Instagram stories, <laughs> but I've never had like a concrete funnel. Like I know I don't have any opt-ins or anything like that on my blog. Yeah, that might be another good place because do you know what your conversion tends to be on the people that actually take you up on, on a coffee chat or something like that? Uh, very few. Probably after a bridal show, I usually get somewhere between five to 10 consultations scheduled from like a good show. And I'll usually be emailing somewhere between 100 to 125 people. So I mean, it's not terrible, but no. Okay. Because if we can come up with a way to improve those conversions and make those shows even more worthwhile... Because if you're getting 80 to 90% conversions of the people that actually sit down and chat with you, Mm -hmm. getting more of those is obviously going to help. And especially if you want to make sure you're getting the people that you actually want to work with, one way might be to include a what kind of bride are you kind of quiz. And then they just like click the button, opens up the web page to go through the quiz. If they end up fitting one of those categories that you want to work with, then they get the email to follow up and do a coffee chat or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like they could still schedule it anyways without that, but that might be a good way for them to see if they are a good fit. And then it saves both of you time. And if they're like, oh, she really does get me, they might be more (laughs) likely to book a coffee chat. And it sets it apart a little bit because most people from bridal shows are going to be doing that. Like, hey, come and book with me. And right. Oh my gosh, I have 50 emails. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. So if it's setting yourself apart a little bit and instead of just being like, hey, schedule this or book me now. If it's like, what kind of bride are you? And they're like, I don't know. I'm just getting started (laughs) planning. That can be a really good way to do it. That could be one option. And then essentially just finding little ways to set yourself apart so that it's not just another email from another vendor. (laughs) I never went to one of those, but I know friends that did. And I remember them all saying, I have so many emails coming to my inbox now. Yes. I usually try and send out at least one email to the people that actually stop by my booth before. Well, my goal is two, but it depends mm-hmm. on how quickly they send the list out because the bridal show will send the list of everybody's emails out. And then yeah. that's when everybody starts getting emailed. And mm-hmm. I accidentally signed up for that list this year. I feel all the stuff that the brides do with the emails coming in and Honestly, with that, you almost might be better off just waiting to send out to the mass email list and then just kind of commiserating with them. And like, so I know you've gotten 50 million emails. (laughs) Right. This one's going to be fun. (laughs) 
and like finding some way to put that into the subject line so that they're like, oh my gosh, right? I have so many emails. I'm so glad you're emailing me now instead of a week ago when the other 212 people emailed me. Right. So then that way, if you start off with the people that actually signed up at your booth and get them and then stagger it so that maybe they glanced at it. But if they didn't sign up in the booth, all that happens is they delete your email or whatever. You could also, because you're not falling in with the masses, you might end up with a few extra leads that way too. Mm -hmm. Connecting with them on a little bit differently than the other vendors. Right. So for when they sign up for the list at, at the bridal show, is that just, hey, sign up to get more info or is there an incentive that they get if they do that or... So I've done different incentives before. I was doing a free date night, like giveaway. So the grand prize was a couple's massage. And then it was, um, we have a local theater here, Harkins Theaters. And so they do value packs where you can get like a shirt that gets you free popcorn all year and like cups that get you drinks for a dollar or something like that. So I put together like a package with that, which works really well at the beginning of the year, middle of the year. It's kind of, you know, because it's like a yearly thing for them. So the middle of the year one isn't as great. And then I think I did like a Chipotle gift card because who doesn't love Chipotle? But I noticed I was getting a lot of people who were not actually engaged couples signing up for it because they're like, I want a couple's massage. Yeah. So this past one, I did 50% off the wedding. So somebody got 50% off wedding. So everybody that did put in were people that were qualified. But I do miss the date night thing. So I was thinking of maybe doing like a combo of that for the next that was one. Kind of what I was suggest. <laughs> so yeah, kind of combining those and what, what would be really cool to be able to do is find a way to make it more specific to your niche too. Mm-hmm. So like if you're looking for people that like to laugh together and who like to hike and the outdoors and that kind of thing, if you were able to kind of make it a date night engagement session or something like that, or even if they've already had engagement photos, just like a pre-wedding relaxation date night. Mm-hmm. They get a photo session and instead of them going out to dinner, dinner's brought to them outdoors or something like that. And then that way you're getting the people that are not only qualified because they are engaged or will be soon, but then you're also getting people that like to be outdoors, that like to be together, and you're making sure that they're even more specifically qualified to who you're looking for. And again, it'll set you apart because <laughs> doing something that specific and they're like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I want this so bad. And then if they're that specifically qualified, they're way more likely to connect with you as a person and want to keep you for their future sessions, especially at those wedding shows. Like I never went to those when I was engaged, but I've been to other big expos and there's just, just so many people and they're all the same. They're, and especially at the bridal show, they're all going to be white. So yeah, just setting yourself apart is definitely going to help with that. Well, it has been really great getting to talk to you and I'm excited to get to see how everything comes together. I'll have to follow up and see once I see some pictures on Instagram and see how the new booth went because I'm excited to see that. (laughs) So before we wrap up, just tell everybody where they can find you online so they can go follow you on Instagram and everything. So my business name is PMA Photography. It stands for Positive Mental Attitude. So if you can remember that, that, it's really easy. PMAphotography.com. On Instagram, I'm at PMA Photography. And on Facebook, I'm also PMA Photography. On Twitter, which I'm not on very often, but if that's your preferred method, uh, it's at PMA underscore photography. All right. And we'll also link to all of that in the show notes as well so everybody can just hop straight over from there. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today, Amber. 
I, like I said, I'm super excited to see how everything comes together. I had a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you want some accountability to help you follow through on those takeaways, you should join us over in our Facebook group called The Lab for Creative Entrepreneurs. I'd love to see you in there and hear what your biggest aha moment was. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other creatives discover the podcast and learn along with you. Until next time.